Have you ever had a nagging joint injury that starts to be a hindrance to getting back to your normal level of activity? It might be persistent pain, swelling, or difficulty with certain movements in a tendon or a ligament, and you're eager to get back to your active self. Well, today we are lucky enough to have Dr. Whistler St. Ville, a sports medicine doctor from Memorial Health System, Ohio, to talk to us about the potential treatment option of platelet-rich plasma therapy. This is Memorial Health Radio with Memorial Health System, Ohio, and I'm your host, Dr. Bob Underwood. Dr. St. Bill, hello and welcome to the program. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I want to start with saying I'm a physician and I have to say that before preparing for our talk today, I was relatively unfamiliar with platelet-rich plasma therapy. Can we start today by explaining what platelet-rich plasma therapy is and how does it work in the field of sports medicine? Yes, I'm not surprised that you are not familiar with platelet-rich plasma because platelet-rich plasma, for short, we call it PRP. It is a very newly developed therapy to treat sports injuries, soft tissues injuries, and also to treat overuse injuries. And we even use it to treat osteoarthritis and much more. That's fascinating. You know, we think about it in sports medicine, but arthritis as well. I mean, that's fascinating. What types of injuries or conditions do you commonly treat with PRP? And what are the potential benefits for patients who seek this particular kind of treatment? So with PRP, we can treat tendon injuries like tendinosis or even tendinopathy. We also can treat ligament injury and even meniscus injuries, all those kind of things that can be treated with PRP. And patients treated with PRP, they have tons of benefits because PRP is a product that is come from patient-owned blood. We draw patient blood and we get the PRP from it. The patient blood has four different components on it, or the main component, the plasma, the platelet, the red blood cells, and the white blood cells. So what we do, the blood is drawn, we add it anticoagulant to it, then we use a centrifuge to prep the PRP and to remove the red blood cells, and in many cases to also remove the white blood cells. Once we remove the red blood cells and the white blood cells, we end up with a rich source of bioactive compounds that are almost impossible to synthesize. So we inject the PRP to the place or to the tendon or to the joint where we're treating the condition. And the PRP is supposed to go there and help to regenerate the soft tissue in some cases or decrease the inflammation and give patients lots of relief from pain. And it is extremely safe because it's from patient on blood. I just think that that's amazing and fascinating. I really do. So would this be used to avert or in lieu of surgery in any circumstances? Yes. In many circumstances, for example, we use it for plantar fasciitis. In some cases, and people who have plantar fasciitis who don't respond well to conservative treatment, the doctor might have surgery as an option. But actually, PRP can help those people with plantar fasciitis to decrease the inflammation and promote healing of the plantar fascia. It is the same case also for tendon injuries. So 
as you know, tendon, they have really poor blood supply. So when you have a partial tear or when you have a chronic condition of the tendon, we call tendinosis, you have scar tissue building up in the tendon. It makes it almost impossible for the tendon to heal without any help. And before we used to do, or we still do that on steroid injection, but actually steroid injection can help me when you have an acute issue, when you're dealing with an acute issues like a tendinitis, which is an acute inflammation of the tendon. But when you're dealing with a chronic issue like tendinosis, steroid injection doesn't really help. So we go and inject the PRP there and that can help instead of the traditional surgery to go and clean the tendon. And most of the time, patients don't respond well to the surgery. So PRP is key because the success rate is really high and it's minimally invasive. The risk for allergies doesn't exist because it's, on, it's from the patient blood. So it is safe and it can prevent patients from those traditional surgery where the outcome is not sure and the recovery is very long. Yeah, that just sounds like such a great benefit to have that level of alternative for patients in this. So, so how long would it take? Say you have my initial consultation, I'm coming in to talk to you, and we decide that that's the therapy. You've already kind of talked about the step process of the centrifuging the blood and developing the plasma. About how long does it take from the time I see you the first time until I'm recovered from the treatment? That's a good question. So PRP doesn't really work like a steroid injection. Like a steroid injection, when you inject steroids, it mostly is the combination of steroid and lidocaine. Patients tend to feel some relief right after the injection because of the effect of the lidocaine. But in the case of PRP, we don't inject lidocaine where we are injecting PRP because lidocaine can interfere with the PRP mechanism of action. So they don't feel any relief right away. Uh, actually, the first 24 to 48 hours after the PRP, they might feel a little bit more soreness because of the, the active inflammation that the PRP can cause in the area where we inject the PRP. The patient will feel some relief four to five days after the PRP injection. And the reason behind that is because PRP has two different kinds of factors. PRP has growth factors and the anti-inflammatory factors. The growth factors are the factors that help with regenerating the tissue, help to promote regeneration of the soft tissue. That doesn't happen overnight. But the anti-inflammatory factors, they can kick off within days and provide significant relief with the inflammation. And the most patients will feel significant improvement by the time they see me in two weeks. Wow. That's really crazy to think about that in terms of that time frame. You know, as a physician, I know that working with athletes and telling them that they need to be relatively inactive during a healing process, you know, they always want to get back in the game. And so is that some counseling that you would give to the to any athletes that are getting this kind of therapy? Do they have to be inactive for a time frame, at least while this healing process is happening? So they don't really have to be inactive for a long period of time. As you know, it is a minimal invasive procedure. So during the first 24 to 48 hours after the injection, I advise my patient not to do much. Like if I inject, for example, the common extensor tendon, the lateral elbow, I will tell them 
if uh, they are tennis player, I will tell them not to play any tennis during that time. Or if I inject the gluteus medius tendon, the lateral hip, I will tell them not to kick or not to jump for 48 hours. And after that, they can resume their activities and Penn will be their guy until they see me in two weeks. What a great benefit, again, as a physician and having patients in that kind of circumstance. Yeah, that's wonderful. So how do I decide who's an ideal candidate for this kind of therapy? So first of all, it depends on what you're treating. If you're treating tendinopathy first, it is better to use the PRP treatment if you're dealing with chronic tendinopathy, like tendinosis. Because if you're dealing with an acute inflammation of the tendon, those tend to get better within two to four weeks with just physical therapy and anti-inflammatory medication. So there's no reason to go and inject PRP. But when you have someone with tendinopathy who has failed conservative treatment with physical therapy instead, even steroid injection, it is time to think about PRP. Because PRP, basically, it's very low risk and patient will recover pretty fast. And the benefit from PRP is great. So this is time that you will consider PRP instead of sending patient to see surgeon to assess the patient to see if patient might benefit of any traditional surgical procedures. Sure. No, that makes total sense. And so as we wrap up today, is there anything else you'd like to add or discuss to our conversation? What I want to say is for many, PRP is a new kind of therapy, but I want to remind everyone that the concept is not new. The so-called autologous blood transfusion has been used in medicine for a long time, and it has some distinct benefit from allogenic blood transfusion, like improved safety profile, lack of allergic reaction, and much more. That's the same thing for PRP as well. PRP is very safe. It is almost impossible for a patient to be allergic to their own blood. And PRP can be used for many sports injuries, many overuse injuries like tendinopathy, and also can be used for some neuropathy like carpal tunnel syndrome, Morton's neurona, and also can be used for osteoarthritis. And uh, PRP for osteoarthritis, that is the only kind of injection that you can do to actually, that might slow down the process of osteoarthritis and eventually might prevent a patient from a big surgery. For example, in the case of the knee osteoarthritis, if the PRP slow down the process of osteoarthritis, that may prevent patient from any replacement in the future. So it is very important to know that about PRP. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Simville, for a very informative talk today. I did, and I think all of us really learned a lot. And that wraps up this episode of Memorial Health Radio with Memorial Health System Ohio. Head on over to our website, mhsystem.org sportsmedicine for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all of the other Memorial Health System podcasts. I'm Dr. Bob Underwood. Thanks for listening.